Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Celebrity Book Club. Hi, my name is Katie. Welcome to Subway. Can I take your order? Hi. Could I get the turkey sub from the 500... From the 500 calorie less menu? Yeah. What bread would you like? Whole wheat? Mayo or mustard? Spicy mustard? Sure. No mayo. Okay. No olives, no tomatoes, no onions. I don't like those. Got it. And do you want cheese? No cheese. Okay, so turkey, no mayo, spicy mustard, pickles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, beef. 560, 583 with tax. You got it. Thank you. Enjoy your lunch. One week later. Let me guess. Six inch tricky sub, right? You got it. <laughs> no mayo? No mayo. This looks delicious. Thanks. I'm so glad you're enjoying the meals that I'm preparing for you as your artist. <laughs> yeah, you guys really are artists. Have a great lunch. Have a great night night lunch. Two months later. You probably guessed it. Veggie delight. Okay, can I say something? Yeah? Oh, oh you're out of the veggies? No, um, I just wanted to ask you, have you lost weight? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think you definitely have. Maybe. Well, you look pretty good. Oh, thank you. I'll get your six-inch turkey sub started. Thanks, Katie. No problem, Jared. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Say it loud and proud. Celebrity Book Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. 
Hey, hey best, best friend. friend! What is up, my man? Hello, my Dudorino. <laughs> <laughs> looking good, dude. Thank you. Looking really cool in your awesome new merch. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm wearing some big le- the original, almost like original lesbian merch. Um, a bikini kill T-shirt. Yes, I'm wearing a huge bikini kill T-shirt. But I thought I was like flipping it on its head and actually like making it a little less. Expected because I feel like you think of a bikini kill t shirt and you're thinking of just like such a riot girl and like a tight and it's cut off and it's kind of boat neck and it's like really tight. Yeah. So the unexpected thing is that you're not being femme. <laughs> yes. And I'm wearing. I don't think anyone expected you <laughs> to walk in here in a baby doll, too. <laughs> are you really are you really changing the game right now? I guess I should have been uh, <laughs> taking Mike Eckhouse, former guest's advice by wearing one. Wearing one femme piece. And yeah. I thought this is kind of doing that. In a it way. says Bikini Kill. Yeah, it's like <laughs> girls. Anyway, I went to the be- sold out Bikini Kill concert with my so friend badass. Eva. Were you singing along Saturday. to all the lyrics? I was singing along to like half the songs, but I, um, I will admit this: like my generation, as we are of the same age, like I was definitely more of a La Tigra fan, as that was a little more our era, so, and like <sighs> rocked out to Bikini Kill. But I wouldn't say. I was knowing all the words to As you know, my music knowledge is confined to songs that have been on soundtracks. So yeah. if it wasn't on a soundtrack, it's hard for me to know. I obviously know some Latigra songs because they were on the L Word soundtrack. Right. Who Bikini took Kill. the bomb? <laughs> I'm a little less familiar. Well, speaking of soundtracks, I guess you don't watch Pen15, but no. Demi Rep is one of their big songs. And that's the theme Going song. Going right to Pen over 15. the old head arena on that one. Um, that's so funny because we were just at Guitar Center yesterday. We were. <laughs> <laughs> just perusing the amps and guitars. Yeah. You were in the straight male section. I was in the gay male section, which is... So separated by stairs. Separated by stairs. And we mean guitars versus keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guitar Center, Union Square, wild place. Yeah. But everyone there is very like, dude, you need to learn the chords in order to know how to yeah. not do the chords. <laughs> exactly. God know the stuff, yeah. you know. Those people still have a commitment to craft. Um, thank God for it. You yeah. know who also has a commitment to craft? Thank Sandwich you. artists. Yes. <laughs> um, which brings us to the book we read this week. A book that many said we'd never do. They said, don't do it. They, it's not the right time. Don't do it. It's too soon. It's too soon. You can't go there. You know, it's it's almost too relevant. It's too <laughs> fresh. <laughs> Stay fresh. And we said, honey, there's no one fresher than Celebrity Book Club. So we just simply had to dive into all 12 inches of this book. Oh, yeah. And uh, the book in question is none none other other than (laughs) Jared, Jared, the the Subway Guy, guy, Winning winning Through through Losing, 13 13 Lessons for Turning Your Life life Around by Jared Jared Fogel with... Anthony Bruno. And at the top of the book, it says, not a diet book, not a diet book, not a diet book. And if you're wondering if this was written pre or post um, arrest for having loads and loads of gigs of child (laughs) porn on his big desktop. It was pre. (laughs) It's before. (laughs) What we're calling the great before. (laughs) Um, So first of all, start, like, let me just start off. Anthony Bruno, girl. Girl. I've never seen a ghostwriter work so hard. No. This was one of the most ghostwritten books I've ever seen. Like, my man has bars. Okay. Like, this Anthony was, was spitting. No, this yeah. book had so much poetry in it. And it was just like the way that he drew out these, like, incredibly elaborate sequences metaphors, sequences, descriptions about of buffets, it's of cafeterias, visceral. of like having to get weighed at the endocrinologist. Like, these moments felt like you were there. 
and chills absolute chills and like it's he's he took like what is honestly one of the most simple one of the saddest like most deeply american stories i think you could possibly imagine obesity like not just obesity but an obese college student at indianapolis university who loses 225 pounds by eating at the subway in his apartment complex right in like the student living well and i'll say this Biggest, like, shock to me of this whole thing was, like, I thought Jared lost the subway weight at, like, age 30. No, it happened like at 22. Yeah, he's 22. I'm 22. Two. While um, he was taking five years to graduate Indianapolis University. Well, and the reason why it took him five years to graduate is because, was, I mean, the weight. A lot, like, yeah, he, he was big. He did not pick classes on what he wanted to study. He picked classes on, like, what classrooms were closest to his dorm and, like, what didn't have um, desked. Yeah, where he didn't have to squeeze into a desk. I mean, he was More 425. Lecture. Yeah, lecture he was, halls. Or no, he was over 425. He was four. F- I think, no, four, no, he was 425. 425 was the top. Yeah, we topped out. The saddest parts is just starting to get huskier and huskier, like, and, and didn't want to talk about it, and f- obviously. And he keeps saying, you know, and... The kids would make fun of him, and the more they'd make fun of him, the more he'd want to eat more. Even though that's the reason why they, they were, were making fun, fun of him, him because food was his only friend. Food was the one thing where he could find solace. You know, food never insulted him. No, food, food never laughed at him. Food never laughed at him. Food was always there when the friends weren't. When the other kids at the cafeteria tables ignored him and went off and made their own friends. So in elementary school, I truly started crying. They had like a science seating. As I did in elementary school, you know, you just had a table. Oh, for lunch. For lunch. Oh, and then when and, and they middle school, and then when you get to the middle school and they stop doing the science eating. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "Have you ever seen a fat kid eat alone at a table?" <sighs> and I, same thing happened to me in middle school. In the beginning, I, I mean, I was like, I had no one to eat with due to obesity. Due to being a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> and also once I went to this baseball camp and I was the only girl at the camp Yeah, and we like shared it with like Bentley College that like accounting college <laughs> and I would just like get my tray, sit alone at camp, eat my hot dog. I think you mentioned this before okay. in the pod and it was so sad, but it also is kind of like your dream to be this like mid-level male accountant. So, like, <laughs> oh, I, it, was, yeah. it was actually kind of a euphoric experience for you, I want to say. Well, to ways. become punk and to wear an XL Bikini Kill t-shirt, you have to have these things happen yes. to you. You can't sit at a table yes. laughing with everyone. No, and this is the problem with today's coddled youth is that they're so affirmed from day one and there's like 18,000 Tumblr groups they can join. It's just like... Where is the bullying? Where is the ostracization? You can never be cool as an adult if you weren't bullied as a kid. And Jared, like, thought he was going to be able to, like, eat with the goths and the freaks and the and the circus jesters. But, like, they didn't want him because they were like, well, you're, like, a nerd and obese. Like, you're not, like, in, <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, black. part of it is a little bit, like, I think that they... If he were like more goth and talking about yes, it was still like four hundred pounds black lipstick, four hundred pounds black lipstick, and like carrying his own like improvised like battle mage axe yeah. to school and was like more D and D. Like they absolutely would have been hanging with him. Like I think like their goal is to hang out with the B list, and you don't feel like you belong, but you don't really even have the language to describe it. And luckily, he met Anthony Bruno. Bruno. 
some of um do you want to read some of Anthony Bruno's famous wanna... metaphors? So Anthony Bruno loves to do this thing where he's like, You wouldn't get um if I'm just talking about food addiction, if I didn't compare it to a few things. Shopping addictions <laughs> pot addiction which is what's so like random and dare about this book yeah it's like always being like wanting a pizza at midnight (laughs) yeah that's like a pot addict smoking (laughs) more pot (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he's always just being like so in like one of his lessons is like deterrence and it's just like if you really like i really didn't want to like you know, have to get on the scale of the endocrinologist and be, like, afraid or, like, have to get made fun of by that girl again. So I, like, was, like, I didn't want to become fat again. So if you're a weed addict, you know, you really, like, visualize getting arrested for, for weed, weed possession. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, that really wouldn't work anymore. But, okay, it's 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 weed addiction. It's shopping. Shopaholicism is something. It's big. And one of my favorite lines was, like, if you're, oh, it talks about, like, um, we'll get to this later about like real friends and it's like yeah if they're your real friend like they'll still hang out with you like and not go shopping and a mad shopper like needs to learn to like leave their credit cards at home I mean the thing is though that is true because like I think of some people I know who are hoarders um, as, as you know I've been trying to Marie Kondo my parents home this past week and it has been a bit of a struggle and there has been a lot of emotional resistance to getting rid of things that they don't use that are sitting in closets because there's a shame associated with it and there's the sense of defeat but I think that there is a, a shopaholism that is at the core of that where it's just oh, like yeah. it's, it's like and we don't call the term shopaholic seems very dated but it's like that actually is kind of what's happening there because it is just like this desire to acquire oh say it again i mean i was i feel like a wrestling with a shopaholicism this past week and i had to find out dig deep i was on my couch stricken with vertigo so listeners you know i get so it can't do anything so i was like i hadn't been outside and i hadn't been able to put on my wasn't doing many outfits so i was you know looking at my phone which i shouldn't do scrolling the web and i was like about to order like all these pairs of quicksilver shorts <laughs> and i was like lily you actually have 10 pairs of shorts mm. It will make me happier, definitely, if I buy this right now. Right. What happens when it ships and it gets to my apartment yes. and I put it on? I'm just going to want to buy another thing. Right. The thrill is gone. The thrill is literally adding to cart. Yeah. And that's why you need to go shopping in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> with our new VR game, Celebrity Book Club Collab with Vance. I want to just like do a little bit of Anthony Bruno's writing here so we can set the, Give scene, it up to Bruno. Set the scene for people. This is from Chapter 4, Find Your Personal Spark. After three failed attempts at dieting, I came to realize that I needed something to spur me on when I felt my resolve weakening. We all seem to keep a squirming bag of amorphous fears and dreads hidden in the attics of our lives. We try to hide them and forget about them, but I decided to bring mine out into the open and use them to my advantage. We all keep a squirming bag of amorphous fears and dreads hidden in the attics of our lives. I mean, the addicts of our lives, and you know, even without the child portal illusions, it's like, oh God, like what? What a just what a really arresting visual metaphor, you know? Are all our fears and anxieties just hiding up there, alive? You know, it's like the aliveness of them that I feel like you really see, and that description that that you know, I, I really struck me to my core. Oh my God, I actually just forgot about this part that I was I was going to the page when he describes his parents leaving for the night. <gasps> the pizza? The pizza. Oh my god. 
this but part, yeah. Right before I got to it, I saw the page where this is actually the time where he realized when you see the photo that he was fat is that his parents like went on a donkey ride throughout the Grand Canyon and he gets the photos. I'm not, it's sad, but I'm laughing, yes. And he was like, and the donkey like looks like really sad. <laughs> And the dad had to like ask the guy, and they were like, "Are you sure the donkey is like?" <laughs> I'm holding back from doing donkey. donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it out, Lil. Let it out. <laughs> okay, so his parents leave, and this is where it's like you know they were like have a frozen meal, and it was his whole plan to order Pizza Hut instead of having the frozen meal his parents yeah. had apportioned for him. I watched from the front window and waved goodbye to them as their car backed out of the driveway. I told them to have a good time and not to worry. I'd be fine. But inside, I was so giddy and excited I could have exploded. My plan was to call out for a pizza and have it delivered. A large Pizza Hut meat lover's pizza with sausage, pepperoni, hamburger, and extra cheese. For days I had been thinking about this pizza. It would be all mine. It would be like an old friend coming over for a visit. I must have been salivating on the windowsill. I was so delirious. I waited ten whole minutes to make sure my parents were really gone and wouldn't be coming back because they'd forgotten something. Then I ran to the phone order my dream pizza. It'll be there in 25 minutes. The man on the other end said, Great. I said. And it was great. I remember sitting in the living room by the front window waiting for the delivery truck thinking this is the happiest day of my life. Me alone with a large pizza was my version of paradise. I pulled the crumpled up dollar bills I'd saved out of my jeans and smoothed them out of my thigh. I didn't dare go watch TV or play Nintendo while I waited. What if I didn't hear the doorbell and missed my pizza? I couldn't imagine what I'd do. So I sat in the armchair facing the window and waited. When headlights swept the front of the house, I leaped out of my seat. I went to the window. The pizza truck was pulling into the driveway. A college kid got out and started walking to the front door with a thermal pizza case. That description, like describing that thermal case of the pizza. I ran to the door and opened it before he had a chance to ring the bell. Fogel? The college kid asked. Large meat lovers with extra cheese? I think I managed to say yes, but I might have been too intoxicated by the aroma of the hot pizza to form a full sentence. I handed him the money. I already figured out how much you'd be and added a generous tip. I certainly didn't want him coming back the next time my parents ordered pizza complaining about the lousy tip he'd gotten the last time he was here. No. I had thought this through completely, and I had intended to cover all my tracks. Oh, my God. Incredible. Incredible, Bruno. And like two straight pages of describing ordering this pizza. And in that moment, I mean, it just sets. I would like I'm there. I'm waiting. And I was so hooked on this book and it made me sympathize with him and with the plight of obesity and like made the book make so much more sense from the beginning because it was like. I totally like we all feel we've that all way. been we've there. all been there and that that intense intense desire and the excitement and the shame and the secrecy like all wrapped up in that one moment and how like randomly like a pizza delivery like can change your life be the most exciting thing and and how how it's like it's been imbued in the public imagination and our own personal imaginations as like being so satisfying and something that is going to just like fill every desire and the anticipation of like getting to taste that one hot bit of pizza is like becomes all-consuming and i think literally the american dream and also who has not i mean he talks about later on of like eating it 
I mean, it's the famous Jacqueline Novak thing. You don't even realize you're eating, you're eating pizza, pizza until, until the third slice. The third slice. And but I mean, who hasn't also like felt sick and kept and kept eating going? And I think there's also something about this whole scene about the interiority of eating that is so like intoxicating and sad and still very much part of our delivery culture today that we all like want to scratch that itch where there's just like it's magic it's magic right and like when we go to the grappa and we feel we just like there's this you know that when that even if it's sushi you know when it comes you're just going to have that moment when it's you and your food and usually the television right and you're just like i'm satisfying all my holes at once i got my eye holes going i got my mouth hands, holes going, mouth, hands ears and, right and i'm just like shoveling shoveling and it's all for me and there's this there's this you know it's it's grotesque but we all recognize that desire and i think it's like anthony helped jared uh, you know, get it out and make it so so where it's eloquently. Like, it was so good to read a book about food addiction. I think this gets swept on the table, and people like to be like, "It's about anxiety. It's about your childhood. It's about this." Jared says it. It tastes good. Thank you. I was like, "Yes, bitch." Okay, I was like, "It's not just like, oh, I had a bad childhood, so I'm going to eat tons of Chinese food. It makes me sick." I'm eating tons of Chinese food because General Tso's tastes good. I'm eating another scallion pancake because it tastes good. And this is, of course, why he chose the subway diet and why the subway diet worked for him. And he and he says this many times is because like people... tasted good. It wasn't just like no dressing because you're always going to fail. Yes. Like his friend Brenda. Brenda. The sad story. Brenda, who is always, you know, most people see diets as punishment. And if you see it as punishment, it's never going to work because you're going to be sad and miserable. You're always going to fall off the wagon because you're like, I don't like this. I don't want this. This isn't a lifestyle that I want to live. And like the, the reward the is not satisfying. Enough. Right. He tries these frozen meals before that he like you know you you'll, you'll see at your local grocery store you know yeah. the le- six calories lasagna all your favorite foods subway actually tasted good to him so he was like i think i might actually be able to do this but okay so this is him at college um most people turn up their noses at steam table food but not me to call it also steam <laughs> table food <laughs> and you're just like it it just really does sound like the hot or like more like lukewarm wedding steamers Goulash, stuffed cabbage, ham steaks with pineapple slices, fried chicken, corn chowder, meatloaf, turkey with mashed potatoes and gravy. It was all good to me. French toast omelets, sausage patties, donuts, cheese, Danish, fruit loops, lucky charms. I couldn't wait to get up in the morning. I'm ashamed to say that I actually told some of my doormates that my goal for the year was to make the college food service lose money on me. Yes, bitch. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, there you're like, okay, Jared, you got a sense of humor. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, bitch, I'm going to make you lose yeah, money on my lose fat ass. Money. <laughs> <laughs> There's a buffet in Chicago. Here we go. <laughs> <Okay>. Vogel alert. <laughs> Jared Murata over here. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's specifically a, a Polish buffet, Chicago Public Library copy over here. It's called the Big Apple Tree um, <laughs> Buffet. I'm, okay, so they're, they were like, what can we call it that's like old country buffet, but, but not? Right, so I big feel like it's like tree. Polish Americans are like big apple tree, where you're like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Veal cutlets, goulash, <laughs> kielbasa, potato pancakes, <laughs> and I did. I remember this, I, this old Polish grandma's losing money yeah. on you. She's pissed. I actually don't think. I think that's where I'm. I was the perfect buffet customer. 
I did two plates, <laughs> and I got sick. Put that on your tombstone. <laughs> the perfect buffet customer. <laughs> because I didn't do a third. I couldn't fit it, and I felt... I didn't feel good, okay? And that's where they catch you with buffets, if you didn't already know it. Most people, because, you know, there's the Olive Garden Endless Pasta Pass. That, that be, you know what? I actually don't know. You've never heard of the Olive Garden Endless Pasta Pass? It's like 100 bucks or something like that. And you get endless pasta for the year. And they sell out in minutes. There's no way that for $100 you get endless pasta for the year. Yeah, but they only sell a limited amount. Because most people, if you Olive Garden, it's all creamy. Wait, but does that mean you still have to order the first dish every time? Like you just get free refills for the year? Yes. Okay, so it's not like you just walk into an Olive Garden and you're just no, 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 no. it's free. So you or you maybe you have to pay for the salad and breadsticks, but it's endless pasta. It's free pasta for the year. But it doesn't matter what the pasta is. You're saying I could order like a chicken Alfredo. I could order a shrimp Diavolo. Yes, babe. And it's just free. That's why they sell out so fast. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I'm sure there's like really tiny writing that's like uh, exclusions. Salmon tortellini (laughs) Alfredo does not apply to this There's always a premium on the fish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, always that that OG. uh. Well, and if you're Jared and you're really trying to put him out of business, when you go to the buffet, you're loading up on fish. Lacquered salmon. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess. You stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. What I also love about this as a food book is like, you know, it, it's very honest, real descriptions of like how things taste. And it's not just being so like every Kate Hudson Mediterranean book that is just being like, 
isn't olive oil delicious? Like, he's actually being just like, so this was disgusting. Yes. Are you doing the frozen food? Yeah. So when he's describing the frozen food. So first of all, so it's like the very first when he makes his lasagna and he's like really excited because uh, yeah. he was just like, finally, it's going to work. I'm going to eat everything I love and just like and still lose weight, which is basically how they all advertise themselves. This was supposed to be lasagna with meat sauce, but it didn't even come close. The taste was weird. The consistency was chalky. I mean, it looked perfect. The cheese stretch all the way it was supposed to, and the sauce looked right, but it was inedible. I know it's a cliche, but in the case, the box probably tasted better than what was inside. (laughs) (laughs) To give that voice to Jared. (laughs) Darling, the box is gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) The pizza I had for lunch the next day was a pitiful imitation of a real pizza. The cheese tasted like melted plastic. The sauce was no better than uncooked tomato paste. The crust was like soggy cardboard. I seriously wondered if this was the company's cruel response to the box being better than the food cliche. The next meal, I teed it up my turkey dinner. Once again, it smelled pretty good. But the taste was a huge letdown. The meat was dry. The mashed potatoes and stuffing were blander than bland. Mm. It's just like, okay, thank you for telling the honest truth about Stouffer's and Lean Cuisine and their whole right. bag of bullshit. I mean, Yeah, that it's chalky and that like these are lies. I feel like I remember, you know, totally 90s kid stuff. Low fat was like the big diet thing. And I feel like I remember... Frozen food always seemed outlawed in my home, mm. and I would like walk through those aisles, and I would like see all these things, and I was like, "Actually, these look so good." And then you finally try it, except for a few like hot pockets, which are yeah delicious. I mean, I also really think in this book that my like my childhood was so Jared. No, I know where it's like. I was I was literally like I was like this closeted kid whose parents both worked and had just like an ever revolving door of nannies and just like was like lonely and my brother beat me up and I was just like I have no one to give me solace except television and food and I would go home and just be like hot pockets strawberry ice cream Nilla wafers Celeste. Doritos Cooler Ranch Celeste pizza for one the, gushers you Mountain Dew Code Red that I'm heating up a Celeste pizza for one and I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Because it was like, so sounds divorced. so divorced. Yeah, I was like, this is so divorced. And like, we were 15. And I was like, but I was like, I didn't even know what a Celeste was yet. Mm. I mean, but we I- talked about this. It's like, you, right, you had, but then it's like, I don't think you, well, one, you have an amazing metabolism. But I do wonder if it's the thing of like, the food was there, whereas with Jared, his whole thing it wasn't the food that was, it was it was shameful and it was hidden. He was sneaking and he out. He was sneaking for and he was like doing much more at like and so I think that creates forbidden. a much more yes. unhealthy relationship where then you're like you're it's you're binging and you're having even more when you do um get access to it. Yeah. You're having two because you're like, let me fit it in. But I think it's also though like, you know, for me when I think about my vices as a child, like television and the couch like was I think actually the main driver food was like an associate of the couch right it's the fl- it was flipped but it was more couch whereas I think with Jared food was the driver and then couch was the, the food associate so he would play video games a lot and watches TV there's a part where he's watching TV and it's after he started his diet oh and he looks down and he sees his ankles for the first time well there's that but no 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 and he's like flipping stations he's describing also what he's watching and when he has to change the channel because like food is oh yeah he's like food was everywhere right he's like a rom-com about a couple but then they go to a restaurant click yeah oh, yeah that first a, n- a news program current events the weather um a sports team then a new restaurant click yeah. <laughs> an amazing civil war regency film but the- oh no this is my freak but then 
the soldiers start feasting on a southern yes. feast. <laughs> Click. And it's like being this big like antebellum. Sorry, you're watching like glory and right. then just like it's like someone bites into a rib and you're just like, nope, can't watch this. He's like, I'm surfing the internet. And I think we all know what he was doing on this in yeah. the, on the internet. And then he's like, and then an ad pops up for the latest orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Right. And it's like, I think you watching the desire was like, yes, let me watch Made in Manhattan again and again. Yeah. And you got to have strawberry Coke or whatever with that. But it was much more like, let's watch this again. Let's yeah. watch more like Charlie's Angels. And the addiction was content, really. And, you know, and I think, and that's still, obviously, we're all addicted. And here I am making mindless drivel for the masses to consume. Absolutely. And also, I mean, I was only allowed, I think, like half hour, an hour of TV a day. Yeah, because you were raised in Cambridge. I was raised in Cambridge and also the full health food. So I think my love of Italian subs is because of... They were denied to you. And so I want to share some with you and be vulnerable. I feel like I've had thoughts in my life, and and I know it's not true, where I feel like I've always been looked at as someone not only who loves food, but is going to order the crazy thing, is going to get the jackalope burger... Um, is going to try the, like, Jack Daniels salmon frozen yeah. colada. You've made it a big part of your identity, gender, <laughs> gender sexuality, sexuality, politics. <laughs> and I feel like I do that because it's like, yes, I love food and I love the taste of it and I love adventure. And but, you love your Italian heritage. Absolutely. But I think also maybe sometimes it's been a crutch where I'm like, mm. well, people want to see this and people will find me like right. funny and interesting and crazy. It's the clown. It's the clown. And it's like, oh, well, will people like still want to go out to eat and like have fun with me if like I'm ordering the salad, the fish? I, I'm picturing like, what this, the group if... of popular girls just being like, should we invite Lily? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like, she's so funny and she always gets crazy subs. And she's like, <laughs> no. no. Have you seen her have order? Have you seen her lately? It's all salads. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's invite Becky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Becky is a hilarious orderer. (laughs) (laughs) And I got a book for my sixth birthday called Snack Attack. What? Yeah. Was this like a proto-dieting book? No, it was a pro-eating book. Oh. And it was about a hilarious alligator who loved snacks. Oh, and everyone laughed at how funny it was that he was always having meatballs? Yeah. And was like, Snack Attack, like Larry the Gator, like, you know, wants more snacks. Wait, yeah, I so did I'm, not realize how formative this alligator so book I'm was. Like, yeah, Larry the alligator over here like <laughs> loves snacks. I'll be just like Larry. Yeah, everyone uh, loves Larry. Well, yeah, <laughs> everyone loves to see Larry snack. Yeah, well, and you know, and I think now you know you can acknowledge that and realize that that was a motivator. But then you also do enjoy it, and you can play, you can play with it, and have fun with it, and you yes. realize there's a little bit of a performance to it. But it's not your whole identity, no, and no, you no, absolutely do love not. salads, and you go hours without thinking about food. Absolutely. Right now, am I hungry? Sure, but it's lunchtime. Right, <laughs> and um, it's normal to be. Hungry and yes, at I'm lunch. sure the whole wheatism, the stir fryness of my childhood also did help. Where I love tofu and peppers. So you think it both helped and hindered? Like it, it yes. created a a this desirability complex around what was denied to you, and yet it also 
opened you up and gave you a taste for things like tofu at a time when most kids are only eating really simple mac and cheese, mac and that, cheese you know, sugary high salt food. I remember seeing kids who could only eat mac and cheese and I was like, you know, losers get a palate. Oh, I know. It's so pathetic. It's sad. It's so sad. The, the chicken fingers syndrome. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, I need nuggets. It's like, yeah. Darling. Darling. But that's on the, you know, the parents. I mean, I know it's like you just have to. It's absolutely on the parents. No, I'm sorry. My kid is a picky eater. No. Keep it going, you know? That doesn't fly. Not in my home. <laughs> Not in this house. My kid is a picky eater is code for I uh, do not have the fortitude and as the a strength. parent, as the strength to get them to try something different. My cat does eat chicken for every meal. And just last Friday, get this. She <laughs> ate prosciutto. She stole it. And I was like, brava, orzo, brava. <laughs> she never eats like human food, started licking. And I was like, well, this is probably gross because like I'm also eating this prosciutto and now my cat is licking it. And then she just tore off a tiny little piece and went with it. And I was like... What a good little girl. Yeah, I was like, damn. You were like, bellissima, bonanina. Yes. She's a learning. She's Italian. We knew it. We knew it. That's beautiful. I want to talk about the kitty porn, but to get into yeah. that, I, I just think there's there's something really, I think, necessary about this book. I think that it it shows an America that is so real and prevalent. It's, this book is very sad. Like, it's very sad, and I think parents should read it the way I know. You know, parent, we're not parents, and parenting is hard. The way his parents dealt with his weight, I found very wrong. Absolutely. I mean, clearly. They just were like, lose weight. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a point he says, like, you know, obese people know they're obese and just like they don't need you to like your tough love or like whatever. It's just like, you know, the desire to change comes from within. Like you actually and like, you know, and you get a real affection for his best friend, Jay Ellen. Oh, book. yeah. Who he acknowledges right right he's almost yeah his right roommate is a fitness fanatic and is uh, occasionally encourages him to go to the gym but is really not being judgmental and, and like, like cons- i think he can sense his emotions where i feel like his parents are just kind of like here's some roast beef jared why are you fat yeah but this book like basically this entire book and again this is credit to anthony Boone for making it interesting but this entire book takes place in the saddest landscape indiana. ever it's indiana but it's all like cafeterias, dorms, buffets. food chains, buffets, like empty apart. Like his apartment, just the description of it sounds like completely empty. Like he's just sitting on the couch playing GTA alone, like ordering pizza at night. Like there's a table, there's, it's maybe. strip malls. Like there's no like, you know, it's the, the school gym, but everything is just like these incredibly like desiccated, sad corporate bland landscapes where there's like no people there's no life there's no art there's well, that's no culture is there's just like fast food and like inspiration and no cause... and no social life no community it's like it's in it's so depressing well he couldn't like it just goes so deep where i think also the reason why like he had no interest because like food was the main interest which stopped him from building other interests yes. because he was like I can't even explore any of those interests he describes like one date um, yeah and it doesn't sound like horrific whatever they go out and he's like we weren't for each other I mean with the child porn stuff it's like well maybe it's you know it's like you get stuck 
in a place when you were younger yes. and he's like maybe stuck at 10 himself. I don't know. I mean, let me say this about child porn. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and uh, Stephen, hot take child porn. I'll take child porn. No, I mean, I think, I think it's very sad. And first of all, he was convicted of possession of child porn. And then I think there was like conspiracy. To, to go, yeah, was it like chat? I forget. Was it was it very chat? like he had had these conversations with this guy who was distributing child porn, and they found him because like the links to computers, and it's like so FBI where, right, they're, where, where they're, they like, find the hard drives. Yeah. Um, and like I think he like he had talked about like wanting to fuck kids, but like I don't think that at least as far as I read from the Wikipedia, I may be totally wrong on this, but like it was basically classic FBI thing where it's like more of a sting, and it's just like yeah. they're getting you for like. Because, like, you've said you wanted to do something, and then you also have all this child porn. And I'll say, it's like, you know, I the crime of having child porn or jacking off to child porn, like, ch- like the sexual coercion of children and what the awfulness that goes into making that is awful. But the crime of actually just jacking off to the porn, it's no, you're no more guilty than someone who does coke is guilty of the, the violence in the drug trafficking industry. Right. It's like, the problem is... Obviously, the making of child porn. Right. And obviously, they feed each other. Yes. They're not going to make child porn but, yeah, if you're exactly. not downloading but, the child porn. But, right, but the, it's what's know, so sad about pedophilia in our country. And I think it's like different in Italy. You know where I've read this. But is that like how there's no... It's so hard to get better. Well, yes, because it's... Because like you go to therapy, then most likely... Then they're, they're going to report, report you. you. There's just... There's, you're stopping no yourself by doing by downloading the porn, then... And the carceral... Um, response is completely wrong. My, I don't know if you ever saw that documentary my brother worked on called like The Untouchables. Wait, maybe this, I watched this documentary about like these like seven men who are all sex offenders and it was like the most In depressing. like Florida? Yes, yes. yes. It's the most so depressing my brother ever. shot that. And it's like, it's insanely sad. And you, it's like, and some of the stories are, it's like, yes, like, you know, someone did a very bad thing once, but like, there's no chance for them to ever, we all know our prison system does not reform anyone. And, yeah. And it's just like. And it ranges obviously from like, peeing in a school ground to like downloading child porn to like drinking off in front of your daughter so like drinking for your daughter or like but then there's that one where there's like an 18 year old like woman who got pregnant by a 17 year old man and now she like oh like she, right she's Jesus. convicted of such terrible she is like having to watch her own child play from 500 feet away at a playground it's like the saddest the sex, thing in the, the world. sex offender laws are so they're so draconian and wrong and i think and this also and you also know you know i worked on that um that insane software program that like Aunt, Ashton Kutcher is an investor. Oh yeah, in, that like finds sex called, predators. Yeah, and it's called Thorn, like, oh. as in like children are the rose, and this is the thorn that protects them. Oh, so creepy, so weird. Um, and I did come up with the line until every child can be a kid. <laughs> 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 but when we were doing that brand, I felt so like. I I was like so uncomfortable with the fact that we were just like a working with like police departments and right, B, that it was like, like we people. we find people looking at child board so we can like take them down. I'm like you know these are sad men like Jared alone in their like Indiana dorm eating subway who need some sort of like a different sort of rehab a different sort inter- of intervention than putting them in prison for 25 years. And then what are they going to do when they get out of prison? You know, it, the, the cycle of abuse then just continues. Right. And they're like, they're, they're pent up with all this anger. So so I, I think it's very sad. And I think this book does a good job of like showing you the environment in which that sadness thrives and why there is. And so Jared much begs, he says, country. don't pity me, don't pity me. Yeah. And it's. 
it's really hard to fight that. Yeah. And I I mean, we all have it in us. Like when you do see like someone well, who's like. I, I thought I liked the way he's like pitying. Like being no nice to a obese person is not pitying them. No, no, no. But he was just yeah. like, if you just pity them when he's like people who would like look me in the eye, like Katie who worked at Subway, who like actually did look at him and take his order and wasn't people. A lot of people just avoided eye contact with him. I want to read this part. At the end, he's lost weight. He's 180 pounds. Once when I was on vacation in Hawaii, I happened to be standing in a hotel breakfast buffet line when I noticed a shy little girl in front of me. It's kind good. of <laughs> chilling. Hiding behind her daddy's legs. She must have been about four years old, and she was absolutely adorable. We made eye contact, and I waved to her. She immediately hid behind her father and then looked up at me to make sure I was still paying attention, like craving this girl's like look gaze at him. We did this for a couple of minutes. This is like his first flirtation yeah. to me. When her father finally figured out what was going on, he turned around. And that's when I realized that the little girl's father was Jerry Seinfeld. Wow. Chilling. Absolutely chilling. His point of that story is that Jerry Seinfeld knew who he was. Yeah, and he was like, isn't it crazy I'm famous? To me, <laughs> right? You, was, read, you read. You saw something else? Yeah, I was like, you're flirting. Like, you were also four. You were finally 180 pounds. Yes. And you were a little boy. development, yeah. On vacation, who finally like has confidence to look anyone in the eye. I know, because you literally have not looked anyone in the eye your whole life. Because when you were in middle school, or in elementary school, the what he calls the popular girls, the killer bees. Killer bees. Which I am obsessed <laughs> with. We are and we need kill- to when we are killer bees. We need to start calling our friend group the yeah. killer bees. And like, and we're both wearing yellow, and Jared is wearing a bright yellow button down. It's yellow town. So I'm getting hung. I'm getting starving. So Lily, I have a surprise for you. The surprise being a little bit revealed because you can see the bag sitting here on our table. I uh, before our recording session, I went to a little store known as Subway. And I'm I, <laughs> so excited! Like I'm so I'm, hungry right now, and I'm watching you. The, the I, I got the clear to the bag. Best of my ability, I got Jared's order. So Jared's Subway diet for lunch. For so so he lost. 250 pounds. Right. He went from 425 to 180. To 180. In 11 months. No exercise. Literally not a lick of exercise. Well, sometimes he started walking to classes. Yes, but it yes. ended up being walking. Right. <laughs> Never saw the inside no, of a no. gym. By having a coffee for breakfast, just a cup of coffee for breakfast, lunch, a six-inch turkey club with diet soda. No cheese. No cheese. And I... I, I, I as I was ordering, I forgot the things that he didn't like. I thought it was no tomatoes. Yeah, it's no tomatoes, no olives, no onions. Okay, I did get olives and onions. Sorry. Well, honestly, better for me. So Okay, and then for dinner, he would have a 12-inch veggie delight. And he was And so... a bag of baked Lay's and another diet soda. And when he first tastes the baked Lay's, he's like, they were different, but I still liked them. The smell... Of the subway, Stephen, that you have brought here. God, I love the smell of subway. It's almost, it's, I've really gone back and forth. They're also right next to my college main building was a subway and a cozy. And I famously hated subway. I've, you know, was like, oh, you know, it's a fake sandwich. Yeah. But there's something about the smell that yeah. sometimes, sometimes it hits like, so there's so much live in my mouth. I'm, I'm watering. Oh it's a very, it's a very salty smell. Um, it's got, There's nothing else like it. The yeah. smell of the bread, it's like, what is it? So let's dive in. Let's dive in. Why don't so you dive into that I'm going to dive into the turkey. This is, again, Jared's... Um, lunch so order. Lunch order. Spicy mustard. Uh, yeah. 
I put mustard on it. So yeah, he says, and no mayo, oil, or cheese ever. Vibe? Vibe check? Vibe check. Pretty good, except for, and this is very subway, half of it, the bread has gotten pretty soggy and wet, but that's because it's been sitting here. I do have to say, when my artist made it, I saw him, he wasn't being such an artist about it. He kind of slapped it on, and then the fold he did was not really like... He he kind of folded it from like the midpoint as it like as opposed to just like having it be more of like a book that you close. Mm. He kind of oh. like rolled it almost in this way that I think made it a little less nice. It's almost giving wrap as opposed to like a closed book, which is really what a sandwich is. And I think that's why sandwiches are such an important thing to eat while you're reading. Because sandwiches are a book. Oh, they, they, sandwiches are the book. And I think what's good about Jared's order, and um, I've never really been like such a mayo person, is it is the spicy mustard. I mean, the red onion gives a lot for me, even though he didn't. I'm going to I'm gonna bite into the veggie delight here. Mm. This is phenomenal. I've never had a veggie delight. Um, pop, pop that in your... In your little cornhole. Because I would use at Subway. This is phenomenal. Let me tell you something. Okay. It's very salty. Basically, none of the ingredients at Subway are amazing. But you put enough together. Like, the, if the and the proportions are right, it's, it's going to congeal in this way that really tastes like normal-ass good food. I've got spinach, onions, pickles. Uh, yeah, it's the pickles olives. and the onions, and I think what... And then the spicy mustard, and you're like, yeah, this is giving sandwich. Why Subway, I think, and the weight loss program is because of the endless toppings. Yeah. That you can get with yeah. it. Yeah, It feels generous, too. Yeah, I think and that's, it's not more, you're like, wait, hold on, so I can get onions, I can get banana peppers, I can get pickles, chopped tomatoes, this. It's very important visually, I think, because, you know, we eat with our eyes, and especially if you have... An overeating issue. It's like you you feel a, a fullness even just looking at the sandwich. That I think is very satisfying. Wow, honestly. And now it's like you know, I'm thinking about Jared's extraordinary weight loss journey, his conviction. I wonder how would you do the subway diet, but with child porn. Ooh, that's a really good idea. 15, so, 15 minutes for lunch. <laughs> 30 for dinner. No, but you have to be looking at right, you know, adult regular porn. porn. So yeah, you would make let's let's bump it up a little. Let's say 20, 20 minutes of like I <laughs> it would have to be some equivalent where it still tastes good, you know what I mean? But it's not like so actually naughty. So it like I think you could do like 20 minutes of like Mother daughter, or yeah. like mother neighbor, you know, some other illicit power relationship. Stepson, stepson, yeah, and on, honestly, like that's basically all, all porn, porn now. So. It's all stepson, and it's like stepmom. So I think you could, you know, like maybe, and maybe, so maybe, like say, let's say twenty five minutes of like barely legal teen and milf. and and milf, and then at night you could do like thirty minutes of like you know asinam or like something like like. Start to explore a different kink that's a little bit more specific, right? And it would just because you, Repl- you get you know, so stuck in the fact yes. you need, yes. yeah, you got that little bit of lettuce. Um, <laughs> I think that's genius. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, yeah, let's start a center. Celebrity book club. 
Hey, fellow commuters, how do you get through all those chores and creative projects? Podcasts, but do you want more of us? Well, subscribe to patreon.com slash CBC the pod because you'll get two episodes a week of Celebrity Book Club with Lillian Stephen. That's right, bonus episodes come out Friday, Regat's Wednesday. Sub now. Here's a clip from this week's episode. All of a sudden, the Phillips Horse Brothers are freaking camped out at the raw bar. Yes. All of a sudden, we hear those fatal words in the vent. Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah. Is there a doctor in the house? So of course, my father goes rushing over. Who else goes rushing over? The oyster shop. Six inch segment sandwich. Hold the mayo. What, what does she eat? What, what does she wear? How does How she, she live? live? What does she think we've covered that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, he goes, he can finally go out to restaurants. Right. After a while, when he hits the 180, and he goes to a big Italian restaurant. And I was so impressed. And he eats. Like the grilled chicken salad or whatever. Yeah. And his all friends are getting big piles of pasta. Oh, when he sees that guy who used to make fun of him, who's actually gained a little weight. And that guy is slurping spaghetti. Yeah. And his fat, and he goes, and his friend, she walks by and he goes, nice seeing you, Harry. Have a good one. Yeah, I, I honestly boom, bitch. I was I was cheering a little bit. Subway sub drop, <laughs> sub drop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what does he wear? Um, so the classic like style normcore. He, yeah, he's just Jerry he Seinfeld nineties normcore. But he reveals because we see him in this. Oh wait, cover. The, fat, the fat jeans. Or, in the class, him with the fat jeans in, like, you know, the Jerry Seinfeld look. Well, I like that he says that he washes the fat jeans regularly oh, because like, he's always taking them around at, like, speaking in When they, Because they're like, do you have the jeans? And he's like, yeah. And now it's like he always has those jeans yeah. with him. Yeah, and I guess now he's in stripes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jumpsuit. Normcore um, jumpsuit. One thing about what does she wear, one of my frequent eBay searches, and this goes back to my shopaholicism and the emptiness that's inside of me when I go on eBay, is in the Adam Sandler film Billy Madison, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler wears a faded Subway t-shirt that's just a white t-shirt with the classic Subway symbol, and I have been looking on eBay for that T-shirt and vintage subway tees, like a one that's like faded, not just like a huge bright green, right. like new Fiesta melt T-shirt, which yeah. would be funny on me as well. They're up. What about a faux distressed Fiesta melt? Subway, <laughs> yeah, twelve. And I put it in the dryer, like with rocks, and I slash it and bleach it. I love at the end of the book when he's like, "It's like frequently asked questions," and people are like, "What do you think of Subway's new menu items?" He's oh. like, "I love their sweet <laughs> onion teriyaki sandwich." <laughs> Still going. <laughs> anyway, I haven't found the perfect vintage subway tea. Okay, Grails, yeah, Christmas Love kids. list item. Um, how does she live she in, lives a cell? in a cell? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wonder though. Like, he has kids. What? He has a wife. Stop. Yeah, he got married in like '09. I'm um, has two kids. Oh, Stephen Satter. I, I didn't realize God. that. Do we? He has kids. I wonder if they visit. I bet he. Pro- I feel like he probably has some like so many like prison letters and like people are always falling in love with like famous inmates. Yeah. I bet he has like so many like 
oh, it's a National Enquirer, and he's, like, writing to some woman. Yeah, she's just like, I was in love with Jared the Subway guy for 17 years. Now he's finally out and we're married. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess, okay, how does he live? Let's do a how does he live. Like, before? Before. I'm I'm just picturing, like, dark, empty gray. Like, brown Maybe, like, one very sad, like, Airbnb art that's, like, a fake painting of Times Square. You know what I mean? It was, like... That or even more like Thomas Kincaid. Um, I, don't, I don't think it was that like mom. I think it was so planned. But like when he was married, and oh, then you I think, think she had a Thomas Kincaid. Yeah, and yeah. I think maybe just um, your classic like Raymond Flanagan got the set, the six beat set of the dresser and the side tables and the lamps. Mm-hmm. Um, heavy, 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 heavy to the boots. Yeah. And, but I think he's pretty clean. I think it was very Seinfeld in this way of also like a yellow shirt, a gray shirt, buttoned down on a pink shirt and yep. like pressed jeans. Yeah. Um, okay. Who, Who are, you, are you in the book? I mean, yeah, I related a lot with Jared. Um, loving food, sometimes not being able to stop. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, do you think I'm JL? His you're best a little friend? JL, like fitness fanatic, fitness fan- non judgmental fitness fanatic, but like saying sometimes, you know, being like, Hey, hey, hey want to go to the gym with me, Keister? Yeah, <laughs> just like a little, bl- he was like, JL was blunt. You are a bluntress, yes, you were definitely a bluntress. Um, and he was like, JL liked to have fun, but when he was studying, he was studying, and I feel like you know, right, you can get in the zone. I can really buckle down, but I also like to have fun. I give this book. Four, six inch. Twenty four inches of turkey club. <laughs> oh yeah, with the math, twenty four inches of turkey club. Um, it was a real fast read, and it was really surprising and sad, and I cried at the end. And yeah. I think it was it's you know in the American tragedy of our podcast. I think it was very interesting to. Read about someone who is winning. I agree. Our and podcast, who has lost. Our podcast is an American tragedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think for those very same reasons, I give it um, a four and a half new notches on a belt buckle. Poked with a knife. Poked with a knife. That insane scene where he's where poking he's, the belt buckle with the knife is and crazy. He acted again. He was like, "I made sure." So much secrecy again, shame because right. this is before he. He didn't want anyone to know he was losing weight because then they would get so excited, which would be, like, so annoying. It's right. like and then, if you've and been then, single for a long time right. and you get a boyfriend and people are freaking out and it's like, okay, don't. But it's don't. even, like, more embarrassing for you and then they're going to jinx it. Um, but, yeah, for all those same reasons, I just think that it, it sheds so much light. And I was really kind of shocked by this book, just, like, how eye-opening it was about, like, so many different facets of the American experience. Um that I think this should be required reading. Mm-hmm. People talk about health class. <laughs> okay, and they're like, calories, read this in health class. Yeah. This and um, 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes porn. of milk porn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know what? Order a 12-inch veggie delay the next time you're at a subway. See how you feel. Um, so done. Well, um, it's been ground. It's, it's, been, it's been another rip-roaring <laughs> app, yeah, Thanks for bringing the subs. Uh, you really satisfy me, and I feel perfect right now. Um, I don't need more. Not too full. Not too full at all. I can really go on with my day. Okay. okay. Well, well, best. I'm best. Best. <laughs> <laughs>
Discover's Book Club is presented by Prolife Project. The story produced by Benjamin Frisch, with editorial support from Leon Nafok, Andrew Parsons, and Carolina Revelo, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Rashida Berlin, our intern is Noah John, our original theme song by Steam Globe Church, artwork by Teddy Blanche at Chips and Wine in Starving. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We are for a good. Don't tell your friends about us. Um, and I'll, I'll go to Patreon.com for access to your Elon to talk about food and restaurants. And it's like, it's two, it's basically like two episodes every week, which is a really good deal. So at Patreon.com slash CBC The Pod. Thanks so much, guys. Stay healthy. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.